friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by High V and Toys and Ford. I'm your host for every single episode of the Man Cave Podcast, Dan Casper. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking about, since it is Groundhog Day, your top sports memories that, one, you just can't stand that. It, it lives rent-free in your head. It kind of gets replayed all the time, and it just puts you in a downer or a mood. Obviously, we're kind of referring to Groundhog Day and, and the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. And then the second part, we're talking about the positive, like uh, your favorite sports memory that you would love to like relive every single day. And then after that, we're going to talk a little bit about backup quarterbacks. But first, we're talking about sports Groundhog Day. What is the sports memory that, uh, or narrative, if you will, that you just you never want to relive again, or maybe it just you seem like you can't escape it? Everywhere you look, it's there. You can't get away from it. And then on a positive thing, what's what's the one that is probably your favorite or most positive that you could like relive that day, that moment, every single time, every single time. Also threw out another kind of a fun one, too, uh, if you want to chime in on that one with, with the whole Brady thing yesterday. But who are the top five athletes that you personally got to watch? So, you know, I'm assuming nobody is – maybe. I could be completely wrong. But I'm assuming nobody saw, like, Jim Thorpe play back in the day, you know, or something like that. And it could be on TV or in person. But you personally – this is your list. It doesn't have to be somebody else's list. But you personally – that whether you watched on TV or got to go to a game and watch in person, who are the top five sports athletes that you got to witness so far in your life? Is Brady on that top five list? Jordan? T-Dub? Anybody else? So that's kind of a fun one. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, some of your picks, and, and like I said, the, the majority, a lot so far, are picking that Seattle NFC Championship game. That is just kind of reliving in their in their mind and I kind of figured that one would would pop up for a lot of people I figured that one would be a very popular one and so far it has been uh we've had a couple people for the relives pick the Bucks winning the NBA championship game six so yeah, shout out to to the Bucks fans there for for picking that uh for for some positive ones there uh was the was the Best was the uh, living a dream. Jeff here. Best was the whole day of Packers Steelers Super Bowl. One hell of a party. Uh, the one that he can't get away from. Elway spinning, uh, doing the helicopter against the Packers in the in the Super Bowl. There. All right, got those there too. We got a couple on the video stream here. What do we got? We got uh, fourth and twenty six. Or up uh, 16 with four minutes to go. Yeah, that's, again, Seattle won there, too. Most positive this year. 
uh, Eau Claire Memorial against Lacrosse in Lacrosse. The game on the line. Memorial is up with Lacrosse driving. My son, the nose guard, intercepted a pass intended for the running back and sealed the victory. Greatest dad moment ever. Well, that's a cool one. Uh, we got uh, that was from Brian Tyler going with the 2003 NLCS Game Six. Never again. 2016. World Series Game 7 could relive every day. Obviously, we got a Cubbies fan uh, right there, too. Uh, we've got a couple 4th and 26s. Again, the NFC Championship game. Uh, I'll tell you, like, right now, and so far I haven't seen anybody else pick it, but the the one that I don't want to relive and the one that still kind of gets me down, and I was just a mess after that. Like, I was just down the, the following day. It was the Badger National Championship game, basketball. That one was that one hit me the hardest. I don't know. And I, I think it was part of it because I had it in my mind that we're never going to be there again, or, or, or Badger Hoops is probably never going to be there again. And, you know, I don't want to say, you know, never going to happen again, but, I mean, at that time, it, it sure felt like, it, it, it sure felt like it wasn't going to happen again. So I don't know if that's why it, it, it hit me, but obviously we know what happened in the, in the final minutes of the game and, and such. And and that team was just so freaking fun to follow, to be a fan of. Frank the Tank, Decker, Gosser, Bronson. You know, it was just it was a fun team to to follow along with, and you, they had all the you know fun pressers. Nigel Hayes had the thing with the was it the stenographer coming up with those big words and such. I mean, it was just it was it was a great two years too, if you want to fa- put that in. But that national championship loss against Duke, that one hit me hard, hit me really hard. So that's the one I just I I you know like every time I think about or even talk about it, it just gets you down a little bit. So. That is probably number one up there for me. That one is probably number one for me. I would throw in just on a personal level too because I was there. Uh, the 08 NFC Championship game, 07 season, 08 NFC Championship game. You know, freezing your buns off in Lambeau Field, and I'll be honest. You know, I was in college when I was there, but I mean, you know, arrogant thinking <laughs> there's no way. You know, oh boy, we get the jet because I remember that weekend I was. It was at the Seattle game. I wasn't in the stadium, but me and a bunch of buddies drove over to Green Bay, and we tailgated and watched the game outside the stadium. It was a snow globe game and, you know, beat Seattle, and and we were already talking. I was like, hey, if somehow the Giants lose, or excuse me, somehow the the Giants beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys lose tomorrow. NFC Championship game is going to be in Green Bay. I'm going. I You know, I know tickets going to be a little high. I got some, you know, extra maybe – few bucks from that probably should use to buy some textbooks for for college because that's going to be starting back up here after winter break but now nah, i'm going to use that and go to the nfc championship game if somehow the the giants win well lo and behold the next day giants won i bought some tickets thinking i'm going to witness an nfc championship victory on lambeau field oh man it's one of the coldest game. this is setting up for green bay and then yeah so that one's more of a like on a personal level, just because of of being there and such. But that one, that one stunk. Like I did, I remember like 
I think classes started back up the following Tuesday because I think Monday might have been Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so we didn't have class. But I just remember, I'm like, I ain't watching ESPN. I'm not watching anything. I don't want to see anything about the Giants for, for the next two weeks. Nothing. And I had it set in my mind that I'm like, I'm not even going to watch the Super Bowl. I don't even want it. I just, I just want to ignore it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to see it. Well, I, you know, a lot of talk there at the beginning, and I still watched the Super Bowl, obviously. But that one... I was like, ah, yuck. How about uh, I'd rather not relive the uh, summer of 08 either, although maybe we are going to relive that sort of thing this summer. But actually maybe it'll be more of a spring sort of thing, depending on what happens with the with the Rodgers one. Uh, the positive ones for me, if, I, if, if I'm picking ones that – that I watched as a as as a fan. Obviously, Super Bowl forty five. I just that whole season. Again, kind of a, more on a personal one too, because I remember you know I went to the last two home games there where they had to win to get in. Giants they beat Bears they beat. Was there and then went to return to to title town and such. So I, I think Super Bowl forty five. The victory over the Steelers, that was just a that was I was just like I was so happy. Like I was out of college, had a had a job, thought it was gonna be a career and such, but it was just like that that moment there was just like oh it was so awesome. So awesome. The other one I would put on there maybe from a from a personal standpoint too was and you know, it not a championship game or anything like that, but being at game five between the Brewers and the Diamondbacks and witnessing the walk-off from uh, from throwing up the tee, Tony Plush, Niger Morgan, and the confetti falling down at uh, at that time Miller Park, that was pretty cool to to be there too. That was I was so jacked up, lost my voice. I had to work the next morning, got a couple hours of sleep, and I think I had to work a, a flag football thing. But that was. I'd put that one on there as as one of the positive ones too. And then I remember you know Super Bowl 31 watching that too and being jacked up about that. But I think there's something a little bit, you know, different comparing comparing it to when you were maybe in school and and uh and kind of an adult. You can kind of celebrate different ways if you know what I'm getting at, you know what I mean? Sort of thing. So those are probably the ones that that really stand out to me. Like if I had to relive some good ones out there. 45, Super Bowl 45. And I'm just kind of focusing on the ones that uh, that I watched, was a fan of. Game 5 of that NL... NL did I say NLCS? should have been NLDS against uh, the Diamondbacks. You all know what I meant. And then, yeah, I don't... The Badger National Championship game, that was just like... Mm. And I think 4th and 26, if I remember right, when I was watching that game... It was actually in the basement of our house. And I think and it was like it wasn't like a, a fixed basement or anything like that. We had TV and like a rug down there or something like that. But I was watching it and I was sitting on the floor for some reason. I think if memory serves me right, I always like hit stuff for whatever reason when I was a kid watching a Packer game. But I just remember like punching the floor, I think, and that didn't really turn out too hot. Same thing with Super Bowl thirty two. Like punch this couch arm there that didn't turn out hot either but remember watching 426 and just kind of like hitting the floor with my fist like what are we doing 
What was that? Those are probably the ones that, you know, if I had to try to think. I, I know I'm probably missing some, but I was and, – and that Bucks championship too, that was, that was freaking amazing. Game six. I would have loved to have been in that type of atmosphere. I would have loved to have been in the Deer District in the fights reform. I think that would have just been electric. Like, you know, the moments as a fan – like being in that stadium or being a part of that, that oh man, that would have had to have been so awesome, so cool. Uh, we've got uh, another fourth and twenty-six. Uh, we got uh, what do what do we got here from uh, Surveyor here? Uh, Two thousand fourteen NFC title game, Badgers national championship game against Duke, uh, and the year before with uh, oh the Kentucky one. Yep. Uh, in the in the game I always love to watch that puts a smile on my face is the 2010 Wisconsin beating Ohio State. Uh, personal one sophomore year of high school playing Stratford, and our quarterback threw a 45-yard Hail Mary to win the game and go undefeated. That's pretty cool. Um, I know this is recent, uh, but also love to rewatch LeBron's breakdown after not getting a call at the end of the game. It is glorious. Brandon's mom, the positive for me, I could relive the Brewers, uh, 2011 clinch uh, division game. I uh, was there in person with 10 friends. That was awesome. That's a good one, too. Yeah, it's about, like, the environment. You know what I mean? Like, I know we had, like, a Super Bowl party. I was just, what was it, 23 or something? We had a bunch of people over for Super Bowl 45 and just, you know, being with your buddies and all that. And I just remember when Tremont Williams knocked down that pass, I just dropped to the ground, and I was, like, so geeked up and jacked up in that man i was pumped i was pumped up for that one i remember coming on the radio after that badger national championship game and i was just like down i was like i don't even want to do this i'm so i'm like i don't want to talk it was just it 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 got to me and again and i know i just said this but i think the big reason why was felt like it wasn't gonna we weren't gonna it wasn't gonna happen again that that they weren't gonna go there i just i don't know there was something about that one that really hit me hard and never say never but yeah who knows that was a tough one uh yeah we got a lot more with the with the seattle nfc championship game that one that one really hurt a lot of people i remember a lot of people during that game posted on Facebook, hey, we're going to the NFC Championship game. And I'm like, don't don't jinx it. Don't jinx it, people. Just don't. And then, you know, look what happened there. But I remember I was just like, literally I was grinding my teeth watching the last few minutes of that game. And I think I got so stressed out, like my neck went out. Like I was just so tense. Like it was just, gosh, it was irritating the crap out of me. And I got so tense, like, I had to go to the chiropractor, I think, the next day to, like, re- loosen it up and such. I mean, yeah, the surprise, nobody has, uh, has said the uh, the fail Mary. Nobody has brought that one up yet. So in case you were hoping you forgot about that one, my apologies for for bringing that one up. But I'm at a little surprised nobody has said the fail Mary. Everybody's picking, uh, I shouldn't say everybody, but uh, the majority picking that NFC championship game against against Seattle there. How about, uh, is there like uh, specific narratives or is there like, 
storylines that just, you know, you know I just, every day, every day. Seems like we got, maybe some of you are tired. Like, you know, I was, when I threw that out there, I kind of figured some people would throw out the, the Aaron Rodgers chat, off-season stuff, or, you know, maybe you want to throw it back to the far, I don't know. Nobody uh, got uh, got a couple here, or is not. Excuse me, just got one that came into Game Seven, NLCS Brewers Dodgers. Don't want to relive that one. Diehard baseball fan. Yeah, can throw that one in there too. Best moments, same year, same team, but uh, the extra game against the Cubbies, Game One Sixty Three. All right, see, keep these coming. Kind of maybe reliving some good memories, and then of course bringing back some of the some of the bad ones. But no doubt about it, Seattle is leading the way. No really clear favorite for the most positive memory. We don't really have a clear one there. Uh, okay, before we take a break here and uh, finish up the first hour and such, uh, we're gonna talk some hoops in the next hour. I want your top five athletes that. You have witnessed yourself, whether it's on TV or on uh, or in person. You know that, that we get to what we're assuming is for real this time, the end of an era with Mr. Tom Brady. So, do you put him in your top five? I mean, come on now. You know this is your list, though. But do you put him in your top five? Who is your top five? So you know you're probably not going to pick unless somebody is still around and. And watch this person play in it. I think it would have to be in person, but like a you know, I threw out like a Jim Thorpe in that. Like obviously, I can't pick Don Hudson. I never watched him play. Watched highlights in that, but I never watched him play. It has to be during your your life during your time. Who would be your top five? I've got my top five. We'll hit that up coming in the next hour. And you know, if you have Brady on there, where where do you put him? Is he number one? Got the got the records, got the championships. What do you think? And then, Packers fans, I want to ask this question. So let's assume Aaron gets traded, or let's just say Aaron gets traded this offseason or retire. Aaron's not with Green Bay. Let's 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 go with that. Make it easy. Would you like to see the Packers invest? in a quality veteran backup quarterback. Like, they're probably going to have to pay a little bit. Would you like to see Green Bay go out there and invest in a veteran quality backup, knowing you're going to have to pay fairly high? I mean, I think the last couple years have shown that the backup quarterback market has kind of risen a little bit. And do you have a do you have a name in mind? You know, it's not necessarily he's going to be competing with Jordan Love to be the starter, but maybe gives you a little bit more of an insurance. Maybe it gives you a veteran for for Jordan Love. And the reason I kind of bring this up, you know, I'm like looking. I see uh, Kyle Shanahan, and you know, <laughs> I know he kind of said something similar to him and John Lynch did last year, but uh, they pretty much said, yeah, Jimmy G is not going to be back. I don't know of too many other teams and franchises that are so blunt 
when they make when they say stuff like that. They did it last year. They still brought back Jimmy G, but you know, not even just a couple days old, few days few days old. They're like, yeah, it's you're not you're not coming back. So you know, with Brady retired as Jimmy G with the Raiders, I know Devontae Adams. He was doing a little fun on Twitter last night, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna answer some questions. Send them on over." And uh, somebody had asked him, "Where's Aaron? Uh, which neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers moving to?" And Devontae said, "Mine." But uh, before that, the Raiders. It kind of sounded like that uh, in their presser that they weren't going to allocate a bunch of resources to one player at one position. I don't know how intelligent that is. That was from their uh, GM, Dave Ziegler, yesterday. So some people are like, oh, that means maybe they're not going after Aaron Rodgers, maybe Jimmy G with the Josh McDaniels thing. But back to the question, how much, and then you know maybe kind of like you're looking at what happened with the 49ers this year. You know, they start off with Trey Lance. They did bring back Jimmy G, but Trey Lance was a starter, and it looked to be a fantastic decision to, you know, spend some money and bring back Jimmy G. And he got hurt, and they kind of got like, all right, Brock Purdy, here you go. But I don't think anybody in the world, and I'd be shocked a little bit if the 49ers knew that he was going to be like a potential starter for the future. But kind of what we witnessed with the 49ers and maybe even with the Dolphins a little bit with, with Tua. And his concussions. How important do you think it's going to be, or how important should it be for Green Bay this offseason if Rodgers is not with the team? Or maybe you're thinking even if Rodgers is with the team but they trade Jordan Love, that they still have to invest and a priority should be a backup quarterback. Let's assume one of these guys is not on the team next year. How much of a priority do you put that up on your list? Who doesn't love cooking up a good burger on the grill? Having a good burger is one of the most satisfying moments in your life. And now we have the perfect burger to put on the grill and create more satisfying moments in your life. It's the Dan Good Burger available only at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. This burger has bacon, cheese, and ranch seasoning all inside the patty to give you that perfect balance of taste and awesomeness in each bite. So head on over to Hy-Vee in Eau Claire and grab yourself a few Dan Good Burgers and fire up that grill. Family owned and operated, Toys and Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls you know i don't know we we've seen the last couple of years that the backup quarterback market has kind of you know money's been good for backup quarterbacks and i'll be curious to kind of see does does the 49er situation what we witnessed this season for them and and maybe even the nfc championship game does that maybe increase just a little bit. I don't think it'll completely turn over, but does that in- increase the the backup quarterback market for free agency? Like, Do teams like, oh, we want to make sure that we've got that quality backup? And then you look at Miami, too. I mean, with, with the Tua situation, it seemed like whenever Teddy Bridgewater was getting extended playing time, then he got hurt. And, you know, we've seen... 
you know, I know it was Ted Thompson, but remember, after Aaron was the starter, what they do? They they got a second round pick and, and drafted Brian Brom. Now, luckily, they didn't need to count on Brian Brom because Brian Brom, well, we didn't really have a long career, and Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. But Ted, maybe even though they had the confidence in Aaron, just covering his bases, making sure it's all good. Maybe, maybe just adding a little bit more fire to. To camp and practices and motivating Rodgers a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that one kind of gets talked enough about. I was like, oh, yeah. Ted actually, you know, after drafting Rodgers and when Rodgers started, went and got Brian Braun second round. But I, for me, now before I get into it, I think if, if Aaron is a starter, I feel like they're probably going to trade Jordan Love. And then if that's the case, they've got to invest in a quarterback early in the draft. Now, if we assume that Rodgers is gone, whether it's retirement or or being traded or whatever, it's going to be traded or retirement. It's not going to be released. And Jordan Love is a starter for 2023. I look at this roster, and I feel like they need to bring in an established veteran. Now, who is that? I know Surveyor mentioned his boy Gardner Minshew a little bit earlier. And he is a free agent this year. And I'm looking at the list. You know, Baker Mayfield's on there. No, I'll pass on that. Thanks. Sam Darnold? Mm, no. Jimmy G's probably going to be a starter somewhere. Maybe it's the Raiders now. Daniel Jones, I think, is going to be back with the Giants. Geno Smith's probably going to stay with Seattle. Get a couple-year deal over there. You got Andy Dalton out there. You got... Uh, Case Keenum. Okay, he's got he's he's an established veteran. You know, Mark Jackson ain't gonna happen. Maybe Blaine Gabbard is he actually gonna get a a shot to be a starter with Tampa Bay now? But he's a free agent. Chad Henney with with Kansas City. Drew Locke. That would be kind of interesting because there was some rumors. Remember when he was in the draft that Green Bay was potentially interested in Drew Locke. I. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a flyer on him and bring him in. But the one name that, you know, and Tyler Huntley's a restricted free agent. Anybody's wondering about him. But the one name that kind of intrigues me just a little bit as a veteran backup to Jordan Love is Taylor Heineke from from Washington, former Packers fan. But the only thing is, is that if we believe the market value that that spot track is giving for Taylor Heineke, he is not an option, and it's not even close. Oh, spam call on the cell. Thanks, guys. Their market value for Taylor Heineke, I don't know how accurate this would be, but it's nearly $20 million a year. Three years, $59.5 million. Uh, no thanks. Mm-mm. That's that's starting money. In fact, that would be the 15th highest in quarterback ranking for contracts for Taylor Heineke. Like, I'd be good with that, but or I would not be good with that. But I'd be I'd be curious. I'd, 
I'd buy Taylor Heineke being a free agent signing as a backup quarterback, but not for $20 million. No, sir. Not happening. You know, some other names on here. And remember, Derek Carr's right now not a free agent, so he's not on here, and plus he wouldn't be a backup quarterback. He's going to get a starting job somewhere. I feel like Drew Locke, I would not be surprised if Green Bay makes a move on him. Otherwise, I mean, you've got Jacoby Brissett that I mentioned him. What's his market value? I'm curious what they've got him since he played a lot this year. Interesting. So Jacoby Brissett, who's got quite a few starting experience, I think did fairly well for for, uh, Cleveland this year. His market value is only $5.4 million. If that's the case, I wouldn't mind having him as as a veteran backup. But I do believe that regardless of how the quarterback situation is going to play out this year, Green Bay is going to address a backup in some way or fashion, whether it's the draft, whether it's a veteran free agent coming in. I think especially if if Love is a starter, they're going to bring in a veteran to back him up. But I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay kind of uses a mid-round pick on a quarterback too. I wouldn't be surprised if they go that route. Now, who could that be? Well, you know, not to get full-on draft time here yet because we got plenty of time to kind of look at that as we lead up to it in, in, in April and such. But if you're kind of looking at a mid-round type of player, I mean, do you go with a little bit older guy, Stetson Bennett? Now he's in some trouble. I think, what, he got a DUI the other day? Is that somebody you, you, you look at? Maybe you have a mid-round pick. He's a little bit older. Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. Max Duggan from TCU. Somewhere around there. But I, I, I feel like if it were me, if I was Goody, and Love is my starter next year and I don't have Rodgers, one of my priorities would be to find a veteran quarterback and bring him in. I think that's going to be fairly high on the priority list. And not necessarily just based off of, like, well, potential injury and, and filling in and anything like that, but just to bring in a veteran guy who's got some starting experience, too. Like, th- that would be the thing, too, is, like, I, I want a veteran who's got some experience, not not a veteran who's just been a bench warmer and has been holding a clipboard his entire career. I want somebody who's kind of been in the trenches a little bit and maybe – Somebody that that love can, you know, get some feedback off of, run some things by. Because we always see that backup quarterback, you know, they're sitting next to the starter on the bench next to the quarterback coach. I think it's going to be incredibly important if love is a starter that, that Goody and the Packers try to find that veteran backup. And I think it's got to be somebody, too, that that fits what the overall offensive game plan is going to be. Because I feel like if Love is going to be the starter, the offense is going to be a little bit more different. And maybe it's a, it's it's an actual quarterback that's going to play within the system, within the style of offense that LaFleur actually wants to run. So I would like it that if that quarterback, whoever that backup quarterback is going to be, it's somebody that you can you can put in in a game situation if you had to, and you don't really have to change what you want to do. You know, like like the Ravens are, are are an example of that. 
you know, obviously with Tyler Huntley, but even before that, they they had RG three for for a year, a couple of years for backup quarterback. But it was a guy that was was similar. You could do similar things to to Lamar Jackson. That's where I would like Green Bay to go. Just my opinion. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Hy-V and Toys and Ford. Again, a reminder: if you're not following or subscribing to the podcast and your favorite podcasting platform, do me a favor and do so, and give us a positive review on that baby too, so other people can find the podcast. I'm Dan Casper. Until we talk with you next time, this is the Man Cave Podcast. <laughs>